This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thanks for being with us today. Today I'd like to talk to you about growing up. <laughs> From the Vedic point of view, growing up is a bit different than we perceive it or believe it. The concept of growing up is really to do with the body. So you see that, that starts at the baby and starts to crawl and learns to walk and fall down, stand up, fall down, stand up, get walking, suddenly running, growing, aging. That's really the right word, aging. And we come along through all the different changes and puberty and adulthood. Gradually, uh, things start to slow down, need glasses. Maybe need hearing assistance. Body starts to dwindle. Muscles sag. Face sags. Hair changes. Dwindling further. Certain aspects, difficulty, need medical treatment, need joint repair, need... Finally, useless. But all these symptoms, all these characteristics are actually bodily characteristics. They're not you. This is the bottom line. This is the ABCs, according to Srila Prabhupada. This is the ABC of uh, spiritual knowledge. You have to understand you and the body are different. You are in the body and you are controlling the body. But you are not the body. You are the conscious living entity. If I look at you, I see your body. If I look at your eyes, I see consciousness, and that is the symptom of your presence. But I'm not seeing you in either case. No matter who I look at, I'm seeing their form. But I'm not seeing their true identity. I don't see that. I don't get to. Just like I have a limited spectrum of hearing, limited spectrum of seeing. I have limited limits in all of my sense capacities. So the senses are part of the body. We see in different species, one or the other of their senses is superior to ours, human form. But they're still not their body. That's just the facilities given to them by that particular type of body. So the whole concept of growing up growing old is all about the body it's not about you you are spirit and spirit is different from matter by one amazingly significant fact matter is temporary spirit is eternal so we see that everybody wants to live forever you don't have to tell them, you don't have to educate them, you don't have to make them aware of any knowledge or information that they want to live forever. It naturally occurs in their existence, in their perspective of themselves and their existence. They don't want to die, they want to live forever. Because they're eternal living entities. All of us are, in every species of life. The species are bodily differences. The living entities are spiritually the same. So we have quite a different uh, situation 
when it comes to what is really growing up. It's not a matter of the body. Crawl, walk, run, age, grow, mature, die. No. That's the body. And the body is controlled by a series of forces within nature. Because you don't want to get old, but you do. You're not uh, uh, calculating when to start puberty. It happens to you. You're not uh, going to keep your good eyesight until you're 90 years old. It dwindles of its own. So there's forces of nature are superior to our capacity to control the body. Nature's capacity to control the body is greater than ours. And we see it so many things about our body we don't even understand. How you, you cut your finger and it, it heals up. You know, you cut your fingernails, they grow back. You cut your hair, it grows back. You're not doing that. Everybody's does, so it's natural, and we accept that. But there's some other force here. You're energizing the body. You're energizing the material elements of the body. But nature is controlling the cycle. Nature is controlling the grow up, get old, die. You're not. You're witnessing it. You're experiencing it. But it's not under your control. So the idea that I'm growing up is a joke. I'm not growing up. I'm eternal. I'm the same age, always there, whether I'm in a baby body or an old man body. So this is one of the misconceptions that, as I said, it's the ABCs in spiritual life. This particular concept is nixed, day one. You're not supposed to carry with you the illusion, the illusory conception that you're the body. You're not supposed to carry that. Your body is your car, it's a tool, it's a vehicle, it's under your direction. But it's co-controlled between you and nature. Like you go out and you want to play, or you want to do some exercise, or you want to uh, foot race, you want to run. You can only run so long. You can't just go ahead and run until you just decide to stop. The body has its limitations. It starts to cry out, ouch, this is hurting, cramp, <laughs> fatigue, I need rest, I need water. So you're co-controlling uh, with nature the material body. So to identify with something that you co-own is really foolish. And this is why the Vedic literature says, let's drop this foolishness stuff, day one, so that we can communicate on a higher platform and we can actually notice that we aren't the body. We are eternal living entities. We all want to live eternally. And we're very put out that the bodies are so temporary and are so limited. We get irritated with people who don't respect the fact, oh, I'm getting old, I don't remember things, oh, this hurts, or I can't get up in the morning, or I wish I didn't have to do this, or I wish I didn't have to do that, or I don't want to keep doing this anymore. Old age. But it's not your old age. You're not older. It's the body you're in. It makes doing things more difficult. Child's body, it makes doing things simple, easy, woo, fun, yay. But then again, it has its limitations, too. A child's body can't lift what an adult body can. A child's body can't run or do as, as long 
but yet it's more flexible. It's almost painless. <laughs> gets a cold, a little child gets a cold, doesn't even notice. An old man gets a cold, can't get out of bed for a week. Same cold, the conditions of the body. So it's very important from a spiritual point of view that you separate and remain separate in your mind, in your vision, in your daily acceptance of your lot in life. That you aren't the body. And that the body is to be maintained. And that's about it. You don't fall in love with it. You don't uh, over-pamper it. <laughs> You make it work, you keep it working, take care of it such that it will. And the problem that comes along with this, the parallel side of this is the mind. Now the mind is another part of the body. It's called the subtle body. In the Vedic literature, it's described, Bhagavad Gita describes very clearly. The gross body is the physical aspects of your body. The subtle is the mental aspects of your body. And they're called shirt and coat. One is subtle and the other is gross and it's covering. So the mind and intelligence are there in the body with you, but they're also very ethereal. You can project your thoughts and you can uh, perceive and con concentrate uh, on things totally detached from the body. But still, you're in the body, energizing this thought process, this consideration, this evaluation, whatever. But the physical side, you have these limitations. I can't walk through walls. I can't stay up forever and ever and ever. I have to have food and water. Limitations. But me, the eternal living entity, I don't need any of these things. I need them to sustain the body that I'm in now. And if I don't sustain the body, it will crash, it will collapse. And then I can't habitat it anymore. I have to move on. I have to leave the body and find another body. So now we get into the issues that are pertinent to spiritual realization. If I'm an eternal living entity and I'm in a temporary body, and that's all there is in this material world, nobody's body, irrespective of what species, nobody's body is permanent. So that means that everybody is going through birth and death, birth and death, birth and death of bodies. But as the eternal living entity, you're simply experiencing it, witnessing it. You're not coming and going through birth or death. You're eternal. Your bodies are. You can stay in a body as long as it's uh, compatible to your desires, as long as it's compatible with your energy flow. But when it becomes useless or broken or faulty, you have to go. Well, go where? Who's controlling the next game? Who's controlling my next body? So this is the beginning of spiritual life. When you're asking these questions, what determines my next birth? How come I'm forced to take another birth? Do I have any influence on what is my next birth? This is real knowledge. This is when you're actually using the good intelligence of the human form of life correctly when you ask, ask these questions. 
If you're simply running around playing games and talking crap and pretending you know everything and pushing people around and cheating and lying for money, you're giving people trouble whenever you want. You're being selfish and greedy. You mistreat young people. You mistreat women. You mistreat animals. You mistreat anybody you can get away with it. And you take as much as you can get and you glorify and you pres preserve and you uh, uh, pamper your body. You're not human. This is not human. This is animal. Human is looking at why. It's pretty simple. Why? Why am I here? Why do I go through the cycle of birth and death? Why am I forced to get old? Why are these different influences forcing me out of this body and forcing me into another body? If you're not asking those questions, you're not really being human. You may look it, but that's not the point. The point is, is where is your consciousness? What are you doing? What do you value? What is important to you? You have to be looking at life from this point of view to call yourself human. And we have such a disgusting standard of human life now. It's godless. It's selfish. It's enjoyment. Enjoyment is the goal of life. Toys, big boy toys, little teeny toys, everyday toys, everybody needs some toys. Garage full of stuff I don't need or use. Because the consciousness is contaminated, because this ABCs we're talking about today has not been properly understood. So everything else is stacked on a false foundation. Shaky as. But instead of correcting the foundation, instead of getting this all worked out again, take all the boxes off the top and get everything out of the way and get back down to the foundation and reset things in proper balance, now everybody pushes on denial. Pushes on imposing their ideas, imposing their attitude, taking advantage of anyone who has doubt, pushing people around, stealing, misusing their rights and opportunities, abusive. That's what's human life now. Oh, it's smile, shake hands, hey, how are you? Give you a hug, oh, hi, haven't seen you in so long, oh, gosh. And then the first opportunity, stab you in the back. Because I'm number one and I come first. This is not spiritual life. This is not realization. This is not advancement of consciousness. This is animalism in the human form. And we have a society that's perpetuating a host, an absolute minefield full of illusions and misconceptions that all pertain around the one misunderstanding that I'm this body and this is my life is all in all. And I can do whatever I want that I can get away with and nobody's going to check me for it. That's the illusion. Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of subsets of illusions. That's the bottom line. That's the root of the tree of illusion. And the Vedic literature does the first thing it does. It cuts that root. As an eternal living entity, you have an eternal duty. You have an eternal occupation. You have an eternal responsibility. Are you man enough, woman enough? To face that and cope with it and understand it and develop it and execute it. Execute it sincerely. Execute it to the best of your ability. That's human. Humanity 
has duty. Humanity has love of God. Humanity is eternal. This uh, bodily form is a nonsense. Temporary misconception nonsense. It doesn't have anything to do with you, really. It's a car. How many cars have you owned? Many. How many vehicles for transportation have you owned? Start with your trike or your bike. <laughs> Maybe a big wheel. Maybe you've had trucks, cars, scooters, motorbikes. All vehicles of transportation. It's still you getting around on a mechanical thing. Transportation device. Well, that's the reality. You are an eternal living entity using these bodies as vehicles, transportation device, to fulfill desires and to try to figure out what is your best self-interest and what should you actually do as your eternal duty. And we see that everybody who isn't asking those questions has anxiety because of it. They won't admit it, or they don't know it, or they're too foolish, haven't been educated about it. But that's the fact. Because everybody wants to belong. Everybody wants to understand. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to live eternally. And if you don't get that, if you don't get to, if you don't realize that, if you don't experience that, there's anxiety. Some degree, some amount, some level of it. So spiritual life means you can put down that anxiety because you break the knot, the root of this illusion. You cut the root. You're the eternal living entity. You don't get old. You're not going to get younger. You're, you have been here all along. You've been here for so many hundreds and thousands and millions of years. You exist permanently all the time. There's no tracing back when it actually started. There's no looking ahead when it's going to stop. It's not. It's just a matter of what type of vehicle will you be driving. You have the human form of life. It's a very good vehicle for becoming realized, for putting two and two together, for asking why and getting the answers. But you get distracted. This is the evil, shall we say, of this age distraction and you see it the powers that be the uh, uh, leaders of society the demonic people who are controlling the planet the fools that are going along with it the materialistic conception people who haven't got a clue they're all doing the same thing they're denying the reality you have to accept the reality to actually be happy. Everybody's trying to say enjoyment is the reality. And it's not. You can enjoy yourself till you can't do it anymore, and sure enough, you're not happy. So, okay, you've done that, you figured it out. That's not the game. What is the game? You, the eternal living entity, have to rediscover your eternal occupation. And you have to engage in that eternal occupation that will make you happy because we are all have a purpose we are all created with a purpose 
But we're not executing it. We're trying to be the controllers and we're trying to make things, manipulate matter, manipulate other people, manipulate a host of things such that we get what we want. So, as I said before on our program, it's very important for you to figure out what is right desire. This is the incarnation of Krishna as Buddha. One of his many incarnations is Lord Buddha. And Lord Buddha wrote a very good thesis about right desire. Just to help people such as you and I to separate these selfishness things from uh, occupational duty, from social responsibility to spiritual responsibility. What is the right desires? What should I want? If I'm going to strive in my life, what should I strive for that will give me fulfilled reward? You're supposed to strive for spiritual realization. You're supposed to strive to become aware of the reality as opposed to the illusion. And you're supposed to be engaged, engaged in activities that are relative to the reality. And we're not. We're engaged in temporary activities that simply lead to more frustration. So you're supposed to take uh, guidance. Guidance from a self-realized soul who understands the truth. You're supposed to seek out who is the authority in the message of self-realization. You're supposed to find out what is my actual occupational duty and responsibility. You're supposed to inquire from a realized soul who knows, who is fully engaged himself and has the ability to give you guidance. This is called the Acharya, spiritual teacher Acharya. And there is an Acharya on the planet at all times. There is an Acharya available to you at all times. It's just whether you get out of your enjoyment frenzy and look for him. Inquire, who is the guide? Who is the Acharya? Who is the spiritual master? And seek information from him. Inquire from him. Render service to him. Please, master, let me render some service that you need done, that I'm capable of. And if you're so benevolent and kind to me, please instruct me as to who I really am and why I'm really here and what is my actual best self-interest. And with that humble approach and that willingness to serve, the spiritual master will then respond. Arrogance, demanding, arguing, threatening, don't try it. Don't worry about it. The spiritual master has no reason to support that kind of thing. But the sincere inquiry, he gets answered. The spiritual master will give you instructions such that you can become purified. You can become realized. And you have to just simply put a little faith in his instructions and follow. Do this. Don't do this. If you do this, you will be satisfied. You will be elevated. You will be purified. You will be content. You will be benefited. And you do this over here, and you will be illusioned, you'll be confused, you'll, you'll be uh, implicated, you'll be further distracted. So this opportunity is uh, 
coming around and around and around in a cyclic form such that everybody gets a chance to inquire from the spiritual master and hear from him and follow. Use your free will, no force. Use your free will to follow the instructions. And the more you follow, the more knowledge is given. So you have to start at the basics. I'm not the body. I'm not growing up. I am already grown. I'm just getting a body with better facilities as it becomes more mature. And with better facilities for what? Why am I here? Who am I to serve? How am I to understand this? How am I to act? What does one do when he's realized? These are valid questions. And the spiritual master willingly, easily, repeatedly answers those questions for the benefit of the disciple who sincerely wants to know. You have to get yourself into that category where you sincerely want to know. And the spiritual master will respond. The spiritual master, the Acharya, is A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada is in his books, written specifically with uh, purport and explanation of everything you need to know to become a fully realized soul. You simply have to willingly listen and willingly follow, and the result will be there. So, pick up a book by Srila Prabhupada. Bhagavad Gita, as it is. Not some hocus-pocus, makeshift, speculation, nonsense Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita, as it is. Written by the Acharya, specifically to liberate you from the misconceptions of life, so that you realize you are an eternal living entity who has an eternal duty and occupation, and you should be eternally happy and full of knowledge and living in the spiritual world with other realized souls just like yourself, all rendering service and happily involved in the pastimes of the Lord in association with the Supreme Lord. This is Krishna Consciousness. Your original, normal, natural state of being. God consciousness. Krishna consciousness. Take up the opportunity. Bhagavad Gita as it is. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.